Hello, welcome. Thanks for dropping into time in the studio. This is a space for helping you nurture yourself, your creativity, and the planet. I'm Sarah Marie Miller. I'm an artist, herbalist, and postpartum doula living on the land of the Arapaho, Ute, and Cheyenne nations, also known as Boulder, Colorado. And I'd love to give thanks for this land, for the people, the plants, the flowers, the mushrooms, and the animals who all came before and are here now. And I'm so excited to share this episode with you. It's a chat with a fellow artist and doula. She's written children's books and offers healing body work and ceremonial services and courses. And the focus of this chat is about her current drum making workshops. We get into the transformative power of hearing the drum beat and the importance of community to heal ourselves and the land and so much more. It's a really fun chat. I think you're going to like it. Ooh, and I want to pop in and let you know I have a new offering. It's the thing I'm most excited about right now, and you can work with me for a season of support. I weave together a unique blend of nutrition, herbal, and flower essence remedies for you to support whatever's going on emotionally, spiritually, and physically. It's a three-month commitment to yourself that allows you to work allows us to work together in a way so that you feel really held and you get to celebrate the transformation of that season and see how things evolve for you, little changes that you make and how it can really just set off a chain reaction of other amazing transformations. So I have a current focus on perinatal care, so supporting with fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum, but I'm versed in supporting a range of situations and I'm happy to connect with you for a free discovery call and see if we're a good fit. You can find more details on my website at www.adazia.com. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's get into it with Tara Seren. Here we go. Cha, cha, cha. I think everybody's been in shadow deep, deep shadow. I did a coffee read. Sometimes I throw out my grounds. I feel like we've just been bombarded, you know, with shadow work. I think it comes in veils and layers. And I think it talk about that with the drums and everything. Where are you? What are you up to these days? Well, my name is Tara Saran and I'm working primarily in the rite of passage work. And these days I'm really focusing through the umbrella and the lens of the drum. And it's opening all sorts of space that I think that we didn't foresee we needed and yet has evolved out of this isolation and all of the situations that we've been in, that deep need for connection and for community and for sitting in circle and being with each other and witnessing and being able to be ourselves. Mm, that's amazing it's funny I was just this morning I was reading this book and I was talking about Ireland and sacred sites and the importance of introducing yourself to a space and how it's a tradition to bang a drum and introduce yourself to the land and let it be known that you're there and as an offering and a gift to the space so I love that you're using drumming and ceremony I also I know you as a doula because we got to do a doula training years ago and you're also an artist and a creative and have done work with 
books and creating children's books and visual art as well. So I just, I love all the different connections that kind of tie us together that and more, but I love that you're doing that ceremonial work because I think it's so important for people right now. I'm curious how that's come to the forefront of your work right now. Yeah. Well, thank you. I I love that, you know, the doula, I want to speak to our connection with the doula and I think the plants as well, you know, really, really connect us. And that's why I loved your name of your podcast time in the studio. I just felt like there's a woman who really understands. And so I'm super honored to be here. And, you know, I started working in nonprofits and within the Museo de las Americas and opening up to Chalk and downtown Aurora Visual Arts a long time ago and has been in my degree and also in my heart to work with underserved communities. And the drums came from a visualization when I was on the board of um, directors with SIBA of how can we bring healing to those who have deep, deep trauma, who have intergenerational trauma, who are working to heal that. And that that's all, all of us, you know, across the board. At this point, it's we're saturated in it, right? But I, I wrote this grant for for the drums and education in is in anthropology and all sorts of different cultural history from archaeo to current. And well, I have a ton of student loan debt and I'm not running around the Amazons like I thought I was. I'm home here in my native Colorado, you know, sitting with people who want to return to earth-based indigenous practices because there's something there that is calling us home to our original selves. And I call that the North Star or the Central Fire. And some of the terminology I will use comes from my own Celtic and Nordic lineage. And some comes from the time that I have spent through both my schooling and my experience working in the Native American, Chicano, and Central American uh, tribes, fires that I have been privileged to sit at. And that has been, I think, one of my great desires is to, to sit and sit with that healing of intergenerational trauma and what calls us all together and how do we actually sit together and feel like we belong and Mm -hmm. so the drums became an umbrella of that for me and while I didn't ever get the grant for the funding and for to do that with the nonprofit work I, I never stopped having this vision that if we could take it down to the somatic tangible and visceral aspects of creation and then the stories arise and then the healing happens and there's also an altar that you place that you can kind of go around and like what I think is called in the uh Buddhist tradition the mandala work you know Mm -hmm. and my degree is in integrating culture and traditional healing methodology and that has not been an easy route because there's so many, you know, places where we could divide ourselves mm-hmm. and having to also deeply look at ourselves because we're, we are intergenerational genetic memory of things that have happened in the ancestry that we may or may not feel good about. 
And also we are the ones, the bridges that will create a better future for our descendants. So we're just, it's just a pivotal place. We are the central fire. We are the altar. It all started to kind of make sense when I had called an old friend of mine who's living out in Peru. And, and I was like, what, I've got all these gifts to, to share with people through understanding and learning, but one, I'm not wanting to be in acculturation, which is a, a term that I know very well, you know, as an anthropologist and have taken Native American law and also just really a lot of respect for how hard people have fought to keep their fires alive. Acculturation, you know, where you come in and take bits and pieces of a culture, mm-hmm. but don't give back to the culture. And in the same right, don't even consider the earth herself as the mother of all of the cultures that are born. And we just act and and sell and and commoditize, you know, I don't know if I said that right, but make a commodity out of spirituality, which is supposed to be a really deep connection between you and our mother. Whether, whether or not culture is in between that or not. But it was really difficult for me to understand because I spent a lot of time supporting, working in the indigenous Americas as best that I could in, 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 the, in the ways that I could. And yet there was a lot of teachings coming to me, t- connecting me home to my lineage and roots in the Northern European. And this was all coming to me through the central fire. And I was in a Diné ceremony, a, a teepee fire, and I had gone to Standing Rock and stood and was like, put it down. I was like, I, I can't teach these things because they're, you know, they're not mine and, that, you know, all of this. And when I sat in the fire, I found myself back there. I said, what am I doing here? Like, and the central fire said, your focus is misplaced. It's, it's not on the people around you. It's really special what's happening here because these people still are in a living culture. But what you came to do is to remember your own and that the work that you have to do with me, the central fire, is the primary and utmost importance because when you have the courage to set out your own fire in the central of your own mandala, the people who come to sit with you will come to remember who they are. Hmm. And that was a big realization for me. And it really gave me the inspiration to be courageous. And I had been helping people make dream weavers and drums for a long time, just in workshops. But people will always ask me, well, how come I can't just make a drum in, in a couple hours? You know, no, I mean, literally... It t- it's six days is <laughs> wow. like how much I would like to spend time with you making a drum and helping you birth a drum because there's so much value, just like you said. One, connecting to the land, first and foremost. Remembering and rehydrating your water because there's memory in it. And it doesn't matter what culture you come from. It's, it's coming through the T-shaped doors 
in Turkey and in Peru, you know, it's in the Mesa Verde, it's coming through all the cultures, the memory of who we are and where we came from. And that's in our water. Working with the wood and the wind and the, the frustration and, and, and breaking through things that feel really uncomfortable to us and feel that we're tangled up in it. And then moving into this other space of surrender of air and, you know, through the rigidity of metal and opening up our heart and forming something, you know, reenacting the creation ceremony and then fire, you know, and standing in that fire, both with water, you know, both in like a, a purification ceremony and then also standing at that central fire and claiming your relationship with the fire. And what I found from that Diné Tipi ceremony, which I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that I had the privilege to sit in that way. You know, that's, that's something sacred to sit with people who remember their grandfathers and their grandmothers and, and all down the line, naming, giving rite of passage ceremonies and I remember feeling just this deep lack of my own homeland and started just feeling very inspired about how that central fire is always with me. And when I set it down there, I'm finding out about myself, my soul self or my soul friend, my Anamkara. And other people who want to deepen their relationship will just naturally find their way and they will find and bring their lineages and their medicine and their stories and their songs. And in that way, we can't acculturate because we're standing and sitting together at the central North Star. And we'll find our way through healing. Not unlike a birth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you were talking about your class of building drums and working with people for six days to birth that project. I mean, it, it, it just made me think of birth and your doula work of like helping people kind of step through these different states of being and work through these different kind of conflicted states. Cause you know, they talk about birth doesn't just happen in the body. It happens first in the mind and you have to, you know, accept and shift and there's a lot of transformation that happens in that space absolutely and that's why i call it the drum birthing i'm curious i see a ceremony be really supportive and helpful especially in in the birth realm you know there's like a lot of sealing ceremonies i think is so essential and I'm curious how you found that to be supportive for yourself and for other people. I always tell people, you already did it. Like the first time I see them, I go, it's already done, you know? And they go, what? Like I came here to you. No, it's already done. You actually did everything you needed to before you came here. And what we're doing is setting the altar, ritualizing it and speaking it to the fire, to the earth in the way that we, you know, actually give birth like the child's already been made you know it's not the birthing process that creates the child it's mm. the, the time that we go within 
and go into the deep delta and go into the stars and bring them home, right? As we know, our beautiful teacher Wapio shared with us, you know, that wisdom and knowledge. And one of the reasons why I love taking that course with her, with you too, was the deep self-trust that she taught. And that will always sit with every altar that I put out there is the deep self-trust and what trusting what occurs because it is not a template. Well, you know, you really need to let the light in. You know, I'm going to wait for you until you're ready to bring it through. I'm not going to tell you to push. And that's one of the biggest feedback that I get from our circles is that I came in and I didn't want this to be another kumbaya ceremony. And I tested you hard and you waited and you waited and you waited. And when I was ready, you were there and you helped me push. And I never had to do anything but witness and just be present for that journey. And a drum was born, but not just a drum was born. Dreams were made, things were released and returned to the earth. Reclamations happened and healing for the, the intergenerational impact. And the drums are just this calling. I don't know if you've noticed, but there is a resurgence in the calling for the medicine drum. And I've been doing it for a long time. Our water. Water is life, but it's also the memory. And we're stuck in a loop thinking that we are not powerful. And that's not true. We're powerful in our inspiration and in our potential and our creativity because in that way we are source. I love that. That's so beautiful. I get passionate when I talk. <laughs> I had to take a little breath there. But the veils happen, you know, and so some of that is because of my education and my heartfelt care and my heartfelt prayer. But I just feel honored that people who want that prayer as much as I do find their way to the fire and then they go out and we create when we have the drum. I wish I had my drum with me right now, but there's the spokes, you know, we are the hub and then there's the spokes that go out. And if you put all the drums together, they kind of honeycomb into all these different hubs and connections of mm. you know, connections and beyond connections. And when we come together and heal like that, it just ripples out. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It sounds like you serve people in a number of ways. So you're doing these group offerings of creating the drum. And then are you also, you're doing full spectrum doula work as well or. Yeah. So because the veils, we're going to come back to the veils a couple times here, right? Because I, I love doing the big retreat work and it's a lot of fun. And then it brings me into in-depth work with people. So I have, you know, people who are coming who are birth doulas and death doulas. And I spend a lot of my time helping sit in intensives, helping people understand how to navigate the veils, how to be aware of them. And in some ways, you know, I'm going to accredit it back to Wapio again, you know, how to be that the biggest chi in the room and not be the biggest chi in the room, you know, mm -hmm. how to stir the pot, but to have the, the bumpers to keep people in a safe place to, to do the work. And so we do a lot of intensive works and training because I feel that that's lacking 
in a lot of the certifications that come through today we're certifying people in, yeah, you know, the, the medicalization of birth or death or the clinical protocols or how you go and do all the things that you have, the logistics that you have to get done. But are we talking about what's happening within the spiritual realms when the, the veils move through, when there's an opportunity to nudge grandma or grandpa over to have a healing conversation in death, there are spaces as a doula that we can pause in ourselves and be aware, you know, and feel within that when we can nudge in and say, hey, I think there's something healing here to look at, or, oh, I'm curious about that. And then it happens organically. And it's not dissimilar from death, uh, birth at all, death. It's it's something that I feel very focused on right now because our culture as a whole is afraid of it. And it seems so bizarre because it's so, it's our natural process. Mm-hmm. And that fear is so constricting. Yeah, there's just so much hidden around it. I'm just noticing more birth loss, miscarriages and such. And there's very few spaces where people feel like they can express their experiences. I I love that you said that because I do work a lot with miscarriage and abortions, you know, in actual death, you know, consulting is really perfect because the family wants to be there. You can help them along the sidelines. And then there's death doulas who specifically work in, in the logistical arena, but that's not, that's not my specialty in that I really want to work in helping people do the healing beyond just the 3D world. Abortions have been, I feel like, again, my great greatest privilege, one of them to sit with young women and older women, the, the older women are finding me and saying, my God, my niece, no, it can't happen the way it happened to me you know, and then we sit in ceremony and I feel really grateful that we do have Western medicine and that, you know, some women, you know, can choose to take the pill nowadays. And it's a much different experience. In fact, we can have the abortion in a ceremonial setting, just like a birth. And it is a birth. Mm-hmm. we can have the birth in a ceremonial setting and there's a healing that happens when we look and sit at the feet of somebody and when we sit at the feet of somebody it brings the focal point of the altar to them because they are the altar and so even though aunties are out here you know healing and doing their their healing that they didn't get we all know that we're we're on this focal point to give these women a choice a recognition that I won't treat them any other let anything other than a mother, because we know right that the expulsion of the uterus, the contents of the uterus, is how we define birth. Mm-hmm. For one, we we need to stop in this culture thinking that we're, these women didn't give birth, that they aren't on some level a mother, because we also parenting is about making the best decisions for our children right and sometimes that means I'm not going to vaccinate whether they live or die you know I'm not going to do this whether they live or die and there's all these things and these young women older women are making those same choices and yet 
being bereft of the acknowledgement of being a mother and the ceremony and the witnessing and the talking and the prayer and the putting the acknowledgement of death into a prayer space too. Now I have sat at a few young women and said, do you want to, do you want to see this beautiful seed baby? Or do you want to, you know, just sit on the toilet? And um, 19 years old going, oh my God, I have a choice. Mm-hmm. I have a choice. Yeah. You know, and and scary that it's being challenged in a lot of states. I mean, I'm just so concerned about that unraveling and that unfolding, it's just really dangerous because it puts women's lives at risk. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. And then in the same right, like I can't get wrapped up. Like I know that both parties on every side are like totally screwed up and I cannot wrap my mind around how to help that. So (laughs) I am like, We've been doing it since the beginning. We're going to keep doing it. And those of us who have the courage to set the fire, then the people will come. And one of the most important pieces about having the courage to set the fire in all aspects is to be in integrity and to be a safe place. And if you have not done the work, the deep, deep shadow work with your own self, then you're, we're not ready to be a safe place for another person. And I think that that is one of the most important things that I like to embody and share is discernment about our teachers, doctors, you know, faith-based people that we give our, our hearts and souls to and reclaim it, not against anybody, but mm-hmm. reclaiming that we have an inherent connection to our own inner truth and guidance. And it is, we have it in a fire, in a candle, in a prayer, in the portal of an opening, it is always there for us. And there is no way one person can heal this entire planet. Just having the discernment to refer out or step Mm -hmm. back even, you know, and I have to do that you know, always check in with myself, even with my own expertise. But when we feel safe, we heal. Mm. It doesn't always make sense. And it is not the same way for everybody. And I'm doing a lot of deep delta work and what they call chewed, chewed work. I call it chad or the chad, you know, but that's deep feeding your demon work in the Buddhist tradition, which because it takes it back to these traditional aspects, and it's 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 in role playing you know or it's in the drumming or it's in the rattle or it's in that dance work like these primal movements these primal tools there's a reason why they're all coming back to us they're they are steeped in how we formed ourselves and they take us back to the mother's heartbeat they take us back to our center self and they they help us feel safe oh i love that yeah i think that reminder of yeah, the mother's heartbeat. It's funny, like, because I'm mostly an overnight doula right now. And like, when I want to get a baby to sleep, like you just put their head, their ear against your chest. And if a baby hears a heartbeat, like they are just 
unless they're hungry like if they're hungry they're hungry but like (laughs) otherwise I feel like it tends to just like put them to sleep right away and I don't remember if you were also took uh Rachel White's um oh yes Uh yeah I think that I remembered having that conversation with you she's also my teacher I want to credit to as well but just the drum journey work, just just in the rhythmic beats of trance work, of trance breath, rattle, drum, through all the breakthroughs of somatic trauma release and you know all of the things that are happening right now are happening because these are ancient traditions that really work. The somatic trauma release are stemming from that feeding the demon work, acknowledging where it doesn't feel good, what does it look like now? Sitting with it, being with it, returning to the breath. These are all coming from the, the Eastern traditions and the central fire of our indigenous Americas. And, and I honor you and I bow to you. And, and, and I also know how to help you transmute that by self-forgiveness, you know, ultimate surrender. And that's where I think we become the multiple, you know, is when we take something into ourselves and into our bodies and hard enough enough that the load isn't so hard on one aspect of ourselves that we can transmute it through the blood flow, through the heartbeat, but attuned to the specific person, right? I feel, I feel very blessed and grateful to have a diverse tool set so that that central fire is specific to whoever wants to heal. You can give somebody chemo, but if they don't want it, they're not going to heal from it, right? Or you give somebody natural plant-based stuff, and if they don't want it, they're not going to heal from it. It's really important to work with somebody from where they're at. But what I'm finding is that these little helpers are coming in, and they've been with us since the dawn of humanity. They have helped us our brains evolve faster than any other animal and species and they have come to us again on this great ascension portal and because we just we can't stack any more trauma up in ourselves we have to be able to release them and that's what i find that they do is they connect the dots help things make sense and move through it and then i'm really big about integration and my body work is intuitive acupressure along with other energetic modalities but I do that on the other end of it so that we aren't um, left just going, well, that was an experience. And now what do I do with it? You know, there is a window to working with the medicine that you are able to make these changes. And so I like to leave people feeling seen, energetically balanced and ready to go home and work on their aspects of their life, of their journey of the dots that they've connected. I also encourage it and bring it into my drum workings because there's nothing uh, more interesting than putting out a little microdosing and seeing how people make their drums. (laughs) And it becomes a lot of fun, but Mm -hmm. it's also, we really get to look at where we get tangled up. Mm -hmm. There is a window in the emotional reaction that if we're willing to sit quietly enough with people, individuals or groups, there is a place where we can find our way in that missing piece that we've been looking for. Now, I cannot guarantee that you will find that missing piece. I will sit with you as long as I possibly can until you do. 
And then I'm going to be on the other side of that fire drumming. And I'm going to encourage the wildness to rewild and recalibrate. And we can always revisit that fire. It's always there for everyone. And I feel like the ultimate of this podcast, if you're listening and you want to come and make a drum and spend six days, five ceremonies, reclaim your wild self, reclaim your heartbeat to the earth, do some deepening and deep listening, untangling and creating. I'd love to see you. I'd love to sit with you. And where can people find you? How can they connect with you? So my website is www.bodyworkbytara.com. I have my retreats and contact information on there, right? It's totally fine to connect with me. Um, I live down here in Golden by the Clear Creek. And, you know, I, I think most of my clientele find me on, on that spirit of the wind, you know, and, and we don't always know how or why, but we, we do know when you come, there's work to be done. And it sometimes can start with the body work, but there is a whole unfolding process. And then ultimately I have some goals, but right now we are sitting with the drums. I have a rattle making workshop coming up in Florida with Kali Stinson, who is dear friend of mine. So we'll have Tara and Kali giving some trance work, work with the making the rattle and shaking it up a bit. My drum ceremony is going to be on the Mesa in the Equinox in September. And I'll give you the dates and flyers for that. We are calling in the, the feminine and the masculine to sit together in this great feminine way that's holding us now the sacred way that's holding us now and I'm always open for the body work sessions beautiful that sounds like incredible work that you can't find anywhere else so my work's pretty unique but I don't know that that it's my work right it's our it's our work that we're doing together it's that mandala altar work and catalyst people who are looking for that transformation to sit in the veils on one end of the spectrum or the other or in between. Amazing. Well, Tara, thank you so much for making time today. I would so love that, Sarah. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. It's been, yeah, that sounds amazing. I love that you're doing, so you're, and just, if I know people looking for doula support, you're doing kind of full spectrum, are you you're available for birth and death and loss, birth loss as well. Yeah. I mean, in the pandemic, I found a lot of women, young women actually found me on, on the website and some of them were doing herbal abortions and they were afraid to go out. So I definitely am supportive on consult for that and consult for a lot of things like even cholestasis of the liver pregnancy, where they just kind of get turned away and told that their, their babies are just going to die, you know, and that doesn't have to be the truth. And I am available for birth and for death. So yeah, all of it. And I, if you know all of those tools the drums and the weavers they actually are things that I bring personally to people too like the weavers can be really supportive in rewriting new contracts and commemorating the 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 death you know as a family and the miscarriage amazing yeah that seems like such a such a beautiful offering so supportive through that time 
Thanks so much for being here and for listening. Be sure to connect with Tara on her website. You can find www.bodyworkbytara.com. And big shout out also to my friend Aaron Travers for the show music. And yeah, if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Time in the Studio Podcast or at Sarah Marie Studio. And if you'd like to work together, you can connect with me on my website, www.adazia.com. That's A I D A Z E A.com. And I would be honored to support you for a season or multiple seasons if you would like to continue working together but it's just it's so fun to see the evolution and really be able to dive in a little bit deeper and yeah i'm honored to serve you whether it's through the podcast or through working together Uh, i hope you're well and may our efforts benefit all beings take care till next time toodaloo